Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today. Howdy, naughties. <laughs> Howdy. Hey, naughties. Hey. How are we doing? How are you doing? How are you? I'm great. Good. How are you? Above average in the dome. Cranium. My cranium is above average mood. Oh, jeez. How's it going, naughties? You know we're recording, right? Oh, we are? (laughs) (laughs) I was was just doing a bunch of takes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the words you're saying are not making sense right now. (laughs) These strings of words are... That's kind of the point. (laughs) Was it at least a little bit funny? Sure. Okay. Well, we'll fun. see what we keep in. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's jump into Gabby Petito updates because I don't. This is an unfolding case that um, I feel like most people who will listen to this will know about it, right? But this is a. The details of this are wild. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like we. I mean, we're not going to be the main <laughs> news. No. source for this uh it's, we're not going to be your information source but um the last episode that we put out like um as soon as uh, we finished recording the episode like a big break in the case happened and then we had to put out the episode like without that information but gabby's body has since been found which is very tragic um and brian is on the run still as we are recording so that is that on that um and we just hope he's caught because yeah. it's just extremely tragic. And I, ugh, my it's heart just, goes out to her family. Yeah, it's just so sad. Yeah, and his family's not cooperating. It's just, yeah, it's like a whole thing. I don't know. A whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the, what else yeah, to, what say, else about to it. say about it. But, but so we forgot to shout out the person who suggested Brie Leslie. Yeah, I'm sorry that we didn't shot you out immediately but yeah we're king of king of segues right now um uh, (laughs) thank you kimmy metz for the uh for the suggestion for brie lasley it was a very good story as of last week we did it and it was fun so shout out yeah thank you kimmy um and one last thing of uh housekeeping before we run on to the story for this week uh it we are getting into spooky season S-Z-N. And if we have any ghost stories out there, please send them to me because we would love to read them and get into the... Spirit. Into the spirit. Yeah. yeah into the spooky spirit. Send them over. That, that's kind of that's kind of a, a play on words because yeah. it's a spirit. It's a ghost. Get it, it went right over my head. Well, you, did, you did great. So Are you surprised? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Send them over. Yeah. Let's get spooky. Yes. Story time. Come on. Okay. Come on now. Moving right along. King of Segways. <laughs> Wait, no, happening. I meant story time, like oh. spooky story time. Yes. Went right over your head, mm-hmm. one for one. Right. Wait. <laughs> it's late. Just jump into the Listen, story. I'm it's not... been a long day. We may or may not have had a night of drinking last night. We're not hungover, but you know, you, you we're get... We're not at our best. <laughs> we're not at our best. We're not at 100%, but we're here. We're having fun. Jump in. So let's tell a story, shall we, folks? (laughs) Goddamn. All right. This week, I would like to I would like to start by telling you my sources. So, my biggest source comes from the TV show I Shouldn't Be Alive, and the episode was called Date from Hell. 
Love that. Uh, and then there was an article from SuccessfulMeetings.com titled Real Life Lost Attendees Went Missing After Mountain Tour written by Marshall Krantz. Love that. Mm. So we are going to be talking about Gina Allen and Brandon Day. And they had met in 2006. Gina was 24 at the time and Brandon was 28. And the two were from Dallas, Texas. And Brandon had come across Gina's MySpace profile because we're in 2006. And he had reached out to her because he thought she was cute. And so the two started dating. And within the first couple of weeks, they had really hit it off and they spent a lot of their time together. So come May of 2006, after only a few weeks of dating, Brandon had asked her to come with him to a trip to Palm Springs, California for a business conference. Brandon was a financial advisor and had qualified to go to a national convention in Palm Springs and was allowed to bring a guest with him. So he thought that it would be a really good idea if he brought Gina because, you know, why not? spice it up <laughs> this seems weird i don't know it just you want to come to my business conference <laughs> well i mean i think it was like it was for business but i think it was gonna be like kind of fun and it was like at a hotel and it was in palm springs and like it was there was gonna be like kind of a rowdy scene there they were all young okay. so he was like young financial advisors yeah, just they, whooping it up yeah in palm springs exactly he's like let's bring my okay. my new girlfriend we'll have some fun Okay. Well, I'll just keep telling the story. I'm just like, how long is he going to be in the conference? Like, how long is this weekend? <laughs> I'm just a downer. But, I mean, we know where this is going, so this is why I'm asking these. It'll be all right. Yeah. So, it was a pretty sweet gig for Gina because she got to go on an all-expenses-paid vacation to a resort and got to hang out by the pool all day while Brandon did his convention thing, and then he'd join her when he was done for the day. So, not... That's pretty dope. Yeah, I didn't not know it was at a resort. Yeah. Let's do it. Hell I'm yeah. In. Exactly. At the end of the convention, Brandon, or not not quite at the end, but like nearing the end of the convention, Brandon and Gina headed out on a day trip to the nearby Mount San Jacinto to have drinks and go on a brief walk of the area. The two were fully intending to be back well before nighttime, so they dressed very lightly and didn't think to bring any food or water, nothing very serious. It was just... You know, it was just a, a, a short trip. They were just going to go walk around right. and then come back. Very, right. very casual. Simple, easy. Easy. Not what could possibly go what wrong. What could possibly go wrong? Brandon also decided to leave his cell phone back at the room because he didn't want to have it in his pocket all day. Um, and they thought nothing of it because they were only going to be gone for a couple of hours, right? Wrong. So, we love the dramatic <laughs> would this Would this be a story? Would, I, would we be talking about it? Probably not. So, where this day trip was located was on Mount San Jacinto, like I said, and at 10,834 feet above sea level, it is the second highest mountain in Southern California. And they joined about 40 other people in a group for a ride on the Palm Springs Aerial Tramway to Mount San Jacinto State Park. It's a premier attraction in the Palm Springs area, and the tram carries passengers about two and a half miles from the desert to its mountain terminus at an elevation of more than 8,500 feet. <laughs> 500 and feet. 8,500 feet. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, on the ride up, they learned that there are mountain lions and rattlesnakes, but as long as they stay on the trail, they should be fine. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Okay. Don't even worry about it, guys. And the only way to access the mountain is through um, a cable car, and it just takes you up 
uh, and down the mountain, kind of like an enclosed ski lift. So there's no access road and it's the only way on and off this mountain. And while the temperatures can hit 80s and 90s on the desert floor in May, the summit of this mountain is dusted with snow. So it's, it's chilly. Luckily, they brought jackets because someone was like, it's going to be a bit chilly and windy, so you should bring a sweatshirt. So thank God for that. But, you know, they're still just wearing, like, light athletic pants and, like, sneakers, and that's it. Right. Yeah. And they got up to the top, and they started their walk, and at that point, everything just felt perfect. You know, they're... They'd been dating for a couple weeks, they're learning about each other, they're on this beautiful mountain, they're just enjoying each other's company. It was a beautiful day, they didn't have a care in the world, everything felt bright and shiny and new, and seeing the snow was actually really exciting for Gina, and she got the idea to sneakily make a snowball, and then when Brandon least expected it, she nailed him in the head with it, which of course prompted a snowball fight. So the two are having a blast. If only their day could have stayed this nice. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just love these little, like, interludes. Um, As they're throwing snowballs, Brandon stops and realizes that he hears a waterfall. So the two venture off to find it. At this point, there are still people around them enjoying the trail. But as soon as they go deeper to try to find this waterfall, there are less and less people around until there's none at all. What the couple didn't know was that this mountain was playing acoustic tricks on them and the waterfall was nowhere near where they were. So the sounds of the water running and the waterfall was like, you know, hitting the rocks and it was bouncing off the whatever and it just sounded like it was a lot closer, but it wasn't nearby. So they're following it, but they're going just deeper and deeper. So it's not great. That's a bitch though. How could you know? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, and I bet they get to the point where like, oh, should we keep going? Like, no, let's just, let's go find it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, oh, well, we came this far. Let's keep going. That That's exactly what happened next. Yeah, they started hiking down the mountain to find the waterfall. And Gina started saying, you know, this is starting to turn into a real hike. And, you know, we were only kind of banking on like a short walk. Cute. Yeah. Uh, just around the mountain just to like see it and then get back on the tram and go back down. But Brandon's like, oh, it's going to be really cool. And it's got to be right here, so they just keep going. And eventually, they did find the waterfall, but unfortunately for them, it wasn't impressive at all. (laughs) It was just a small runoff, like, coming off of a rock. It just, like, sounded like it was a waterfall. So they just, like, sat. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Which really sucks. (laughs) Do you know about how far they walked? I don't know exactly how far at that point. Oh, my God. Could you imagine walking, like, an hour and a half? (laughs) <laughs> for like just a, a trickle yeah a trickle <laughs> <laughs> they get there and they see it and they just kind of like start laughing they're like what the hell and then so they sit down on a rock and then they lay down for a second and take some pictures that don't turn out great and then they get back up and start to head back but going back the way they came isn't as easy as they thought the way to the waterfall seemed extremely simple but when they tried to retrace their steps it was taking much longer than the first time around. They could still hear people's voices, but could never seem to match up with them because again, the acoustics of the mountains were playing tricks on them. So, you know, they're they're hearing voices from like one direction, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're over there. So they just keep walking aimlessly and they're not finding them. Right. It's not great. They had been searching for their way back to the group for so long that it was now less than 10 minutes until their tour party would leave the mountain. And there was just this one car that was going up and down. So they couldn't get back off if they missed this 
rendezvous, you oh, know? So it's not like a continuous no. thing? Oh, it's just one. Well, I don't... It, maybe it came back, like, later on in the day or, you know, like, the next day or whatever, but they couldn't find their way back to that, like, car. So even if it was going to come back, they, they couldn't find it, you know? Right. They're they're just scrambling at this point. They're like, what the hell do we do? Exactly. They were singing that song in their heads yeah, because... It's a good song. Yeah. They tried to stay calm and kept following what they thought was where the voices were. But not long after that, they lost the voices altogether, which meant that the tour party had gone back down the mountain in the lift without them and would soon return to their hotel. Down at the bus that went back to their hotel, they had a person doing a head count and they knew that there were two people short, but instead of thinking that they were still on the mountain, they came to the conclusion that they must have taken a taxi back instead and they just left without them. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so this mountain's 8,500 feet tall? I think it's like 10,000 something at its peak, but like the I think the tram goes up to like 8,000 or something. So if they want to walk off, it's almost two miles down. Oh, I don't... Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure exactly the math, but it's a, it's a big, big, big mountain. Big, big. Yeah. It's the second biggest mountain in Southern California. Okay. Yeah. The headcount people, they were supposed to go back to the hotel and, like, notify them that they were two people short. And then they were supposed to notify someone else because there's, like, some sort of safety measures in place, but nothing happened like that. Like, they just didn't. Nobody knew that they were missing. Oh. Which is not great. Not great. Drop the ball. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, they were like, you know, we are transporting adults and it is possible for them to take a taxi and like we're not accountable for what adults do and blah 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 and i get it yeah no of course i but there is a a protocol there that was not followed with so yeah so now not only have they missed their rendezvous to go back to the hotel but they don't know if they can get back down the mountain even if they find where the lift would have been which is proving to be a real test on their newly budding relationship. Because, oh, I can imagine. <laughs> because they've only known each other for a couple of weeks. Like, this is not like, you this know. This is the first time they met in person too, right? No. Was this conference? No. It's not the first time they've met in person, but this is like definitely like their first trip for sure. And they've yeah. only been dating for a couple of weeks. So it's, yeah. it, this is like a first firsts. They're all firsts happening. Mm-hmm. Gina at this point had sat down because they were really starting to realize just how terrible their situation had become. And Brandon was just kind of adopting this macho persona because he didn't want to seem scared in front of Gina. And he wanted to stay calm, but also stay focused and keep going with the task at hand, which was getting off the mountain. But despite his determination to find the mountain station, which was where the lift would have been, they were still lost because the forest was very dense and also very steep. They thought they were close by, but after a while of walking up these steep sides of the mountain, they realized that they were very much lost and should try just screaming for help. So now they're screaming out and it doesn't do anything because there's nobody on the mountain to hear them. So that didn't work either. And as night started to creep in, the, the two are sitting on a big rock and getting really concerned because they are lost in one of the most desolate and unforgiving parts of Southern California wilderness. But even worse, nobody knows that they're missing. At this point, their most immediate danger was hypothermia because that high up at night, the temperature can drop well below zero and all they had were windbreakers and light athletic pants on. They had to retain body heat or they could easily get hypothermia and die due to exposure. And not only that, but 
freaking rattles yeah cougars and rattlesnakes and bears oh my you know what i mean like not great Mm -mm. i'm sure they had big big spiders too like oh yeah worst of all truly they also didn't have any food or water because they only intended to walk a few hundred yards to take a picture and then head back to the mountain station to go back down the mountain they weren't hikers they were tourists who just made a bad mistake you know like they just were trying to take a picture and then heard a waterfall yeah that's such a bummer did they i guess they could go back to the waterfall and get water i yeah i mean that's the one thing they had like running water i guess like they were able to find water but they didn't have food for sure yeah don't go chasing water. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> but really, really, guys. Gina, Brandon, don't. Great advice. Go chasing waterfalls, guys. Well, not even. A trickle. Yeah, right. Brandon said he felt really terrible because he felt responsible for putting them into that situation. And that night when Gina started crying, all he could do was apologize profusely. But Gina told him... No, we both took the wrong steps. We're in this together. At that point, he accepted that she wasn't blaming him and they were going to get through this together. So that's positive, you know? Yeah, that's hard. that's a pretty good place to come to after yeah. two or three weeks of dating. Right. That's positive for their relationship. I and mean, that's a good place to be when you're in a survival situation yeah. like that. Because, I'm sorry, could you imagine if, if they're stuck on this mountain and they're they're in a terrible situation and they have to deal with that, but not only that... Gina was just like, this is all your fault. <laughs> How dare you do this to me? Like that would, that would be, that'd be tough. Well, you wanted to see the waterfall too. Right. No, of course. Like, you but... always do this. <laughs> yeah. So that would be tough. But I'm, I'm glad that at this point they're on the same page at least. <laughs> Brandon then got up and said that he had seen a cave a little ways back and they should try to find it again. That way they could get out of the open and maybe try to retain a little more heat. So Gina gets up and the two start stumbling through the mountainside in the dark. But now they have to worry about the other dangers like mountain lions and rattlesnakes and the other things that want to eat them. And this was not National Geographic. The two were actively hoping they did not see any wildlife. They, they were like, let's stay as far away from them as possible. 100%. And also, it must have been dark, dark. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Like, you can't see your hand in front of you kind of dark. That's scary. Especially if it was as thick as they were saying. Yeah. They did manage to find the cave, but it was dark as shit and even darker in the cave. So they were standing at the opening when Gina was like, hey, there could be anything inside of that cave. So we shouldn't just waltz right in there because they could be living in there and then they could eat us. So Brandon gets the idea to pull out Gina's Gina. Gina. He gets the idea to pull out Gina's camera and use her flash to see if anything's inside, which is very smart. And he takes a picture of the inside of the of the cave, and the two of them look at the picture to see that there isn't anything inside the cave. So they decide that it is safe enough to go inside. And they recall that it got to a level of cold that night that they had never experienced. By 11 p.m., the two of them were sitting in this cave, absolutely shivering, freezing, and like huddled together and still had to endure around seven more hours of this cold. They did manage to make it through the night, but by morning, they hadn't had anything to eat or drink in the last 24 hours, which ain't great. You know what I mean? And you're burning a ton of calories just to stay warm 
too, yeah, and ex- shivering. Exactly. Thankfully, Gina wasn't too focused on that, actually. Um, she was thinking about the more simple facts that this is a new guy that she was dating and how awkward this date was. <laughs> <laughs> and even worse, now he had to smell her morning breath and see her without makeup on. Honey. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the least of your concerns right now, but this is so funny that this is going through her I mind. know. I'm like, girlfriend, you're stuck on top of a dangerous mountain. He doesn't care if your hair is dirty. Like He doesn't give a shit. That was going through her head the first day that she woke up on a mountain surviving, yeah. <laughs> which is very funny. He's concerned about being macho. <laughs> yes, he is. But yeah, Brandon was thinking a bit more practically that morning, which is good. He was hoping that people from the tour bus who had taken the headcount would notice that they didn't make it back, which didn't happen. Or the people from his firm that were expecting him at dinner that night re- realized that they didn't show up. Unfortunately, that was also a really small chance because the conference was kind of a party atmosphere. There wasn't any assigned seating. There was about 950 people there that were coming and going all the time. You know, it was buffet style. And so, no, they didn't notice that he wasn't there. And to make matters even worse, Brandon and Gina weren't expected to be home for another two days. So their families wouldn't know that they were missing either. So at this point, they decided they should climb higher to get to the cable car station. But when they reached a higher point, all they could see was just a vast nothingness. They just, they realized that they went the wrong way and there was nothing surrounding them, which did not inspire confidence. They spotted a creek running down the mountain, which they thought ran down into Palm Springs. So they decided that their only option was to follow the the stream down the mountain and attempt to walk their way off the mountain. But between them and the river was nothing but extremely steep mountainside. So they started to literally slide down the mountain on their butts with one leg extended out and the other leg bent up toward them because you could they couldn't walk. They had to like pretty much either roll or slide. And as they were sliding down, these rocks were like picked up and they were picking up a lot of speed, which made like other rocks dislodge and boulders would come loose and start rolling down the mountain with them. So some were falling around them so that were as big as suitcases. And if they made a mistake in this moment, they were either instantly dead or would have a slow and painful death, but either way they would be dead. Not great. Yeah, yeah, you get hit by a boulder the size of a suitcase. Um, you can have some broken bones. Yeah, so they're pretty so. much in like a rock slide with like a bunch of falling boulders as they're like sliding down this mountain very quickly. Wait, so they can't stop themselves? No. They're just like... Pretty much. Oh. Yeah. Brandon was going down in front of Gina and she had accidentally kicked a big rock that had come loose and was tumbling straight down really fast for Brandon's head, this rock. So she screams, Brandon, watch out because what the fuck else do you do? (laughs) Hey, Brandon, watch out. And just as this boulder is about to hit him in his head, he slides off the side of a small cliff and holds onto the limb of a tree that's like jetting off the side of the cliff. No. Yeah, as the boulder (laughs) slides where, uh, as the boulder flies off where his head would have been. Wow, this is like Indiana Jones type of shit. I was just thinking that. Isn't that some Indiana Jones shit? Like... So he's like hanging off on one limb. It's like looking up, just narrowly missed it. Is yeah. she gonna like help him back up? I think it was like not not just a sheer cliff. Yeah, like he okay. was able to like you know go off the cliff and like 
it wasn't too far down that he would hurt himself. He just, like, the cliff was small, but the rock, like, flew off. Yeah. What a first date. <laughs> it wasn't the first date, but What still. a date. What a date. <laughs> what an awkward date. <laughs> right, Gina? <laughs> Can you imagine that after this, they're, like, interviewing him for, like, Channel 7. He's like, I can't believe she didn't bring a toothbrush and she didn't have any makeup on the second day. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Now they're, you know, definitely committed to them continuing down the mountain because it was way too steep to be attempting to climb back up. So they committed to the bit at this point. They 100% had to keep going down. And at around 4 or 5 p.m. that day, they finally made it to the stream. Wait, what? So from the point where they were like looking out at the mountain and they saw nothing, they saw the stream and they're like, okay, now we have to walk to the stream to like walk, follow Uh, it into Palm Springs. So it took them from that moment to four or 5 PM to just to get to the stream. So now it's like their starting point and they're already like almost two whole days into being on this mountain with no food or water. Oh, not great. Yeah. Drink some water and get off this fucking mountain. Yeah. But at least now they're at the stream and they have water. They still don't have any food. And it has been over 24 hours at this point, but at least, like I said, they had water. And as they followed the stream, it would get really narrow at points, but then it would get extremely wide and they would have to jump across rocks, kind of like leapfrog, in order to not get their feet wet. Because once the night hit again, the last thing they wanted was to have wet feet or wet socks or clothes, you know, because they, they would die. They would really get hypothermia and die. Gina was leading them down this river, and as they got to a downed log, she was able to walk across with no problem, but being that Brandon was 60 pounds heavier than her, it wasn't able to support his weight, and it broke underneath him, and he went straight into the water. The water, thankfully, wasn't very deep, and he was only soaked from just the thighs down, but still, his feet and his thighs were completely soaked, and now they didn't have a cave to shelter in. So Gina immediately sprung into action to keep him warm because night was very quickly creeping in. So she pulled Brandon to dry land, took off his wet shoes and socks, and sat on his feet all night to keep them warm as she could, or as warm as she could. Wow. That's like super smart. I would not have thought of it. But like, how awkward do you sitting on his feet? Yeah. <laughs> that is really smart. Yeah, takes yeah. him to takes him to the side of the, of the bank. Did, did he have to like take all of his clothes off? Like, is he just like naked from the waist down i mean i feel like that's kind of what you would have to do because if you're keeping your cold clothes on it's just wicking away heat faster yeah i'm not sure if he took off his pants or not i know he definitely took off his socks and his shoes and she sat on his feet yeah but yeah it's possible but that's a really smart thing this date just keeps getting more and more awkward huh man who cares at this point i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) joking but uh but yeah so really nailing it today (laughs) i know So now we are going into day three because he did make it through the night, thankfully. The sun came up Monday morning and the two got a bit of a later start because Brandon's shoes and socks were still wet and they wanted to see if the sun would dry them out a bit more before they kept going. Still no food, but the grit and determination to get the F out of there kept them going and they really didn't want to spend another night shivering. Yeah, we got to get back to the resort here. Yeah, they fully didn't believe that a search was coming for them at this point, because why would it? Like, they just, their family wasn't even even expecting them at this point, so... Yeah. 
Yeah, but even their hotel automatically checked them out and their room hadn't been remade up yet, so still no one knew they were missing. All they could do was just keep going. With very little sleep and no food for days, they were extremely weak at this point, so they had to be really careful that they didn't trip or hurt themselves or get bitten by something. And as they were making their way down the riverside, Brandon saw something up ahead. He saw what looked like a blue tarp or what could have been a small tent. At first, he wanted to make sure that he wasn't hallucinating because he hadn't eaten or slept in days, but he asked Gina if she saw it too, and she didn't at first, but then she did. And of course, the possible sign of life gets the two of them extremely excited and they run full speed toward this small blue tarp tent. But as they approach, they can both immediately tell that something isn't right. There are things scattered everywhere like shoes and glasses, but everything seemed a little buried by dirt and there was no sign of life anywhere. They said it just had a very ominous feeling and they didn't really know why, but just something didn't feel right. But that's when Gina spotted a backpack and the two immediately looked inside and found maps with something written on it. At first, Gina got really excited because she sees written on the map May 8th, which was that day. May 8th was the day that, you know, it would have been. So she's like, someone has to be here because this is from today. But then Brandon takes a closer look and makes the bleak discovery that the map was dated from exactly one year prior on May 8th, 2005. Well, that's eerie. Yeah. So things aren't looking great at this point because whoever this person was, was clearly an experienced hiker with a lot of gear and they had completely abandoned their things. And when Brandon keeps reading what's written further down on the map, things were just getting worse. It said, May 8th, 2005, took a fall, too weak to climb out of canyon, down is gorge, no way out, in all caps. May 11th, I'm 60 today, down to last two crackers. And then it said, May 14th, heading down to creek for water today. Goodbye and love you all. Oh, God. That's what it said. And as Brandon is reading all of this, Gina, who is horrified, is continuing to look through this man's bag and finds his wallet and all of his all of his identification. His name was John Joseph Donovan. He was a retired social worker from Virginia. He was in his late 60s and was an experienced hiker who had been following the 2,650 mile Pacific Crest Trail from Southern California to the Canadian border when he vanished May 2nd, 2005. For Brandon and Gina to go from such a high of thinking they found life to someone to save for someone to save them to now such a low of reading someone's last words. <laughs> I can't even imagine the devastation. Yeah. It sounds fake, you know? Like it's It really does. Yeah, I hope they didn't come across him. We shall see. Shall okay. we? So <laughs> Yeah. Continuing on. Gina kept looking through this man's cards and she found a prayer card with St. Christopher on it with a prayer on the back. And St. Christopher is the patron saint of travelers. And the entire time the two of them had been lost, Gina had been quietly praying to St. Christopher herself. This man's handwriting was also very much like her father's and her father's birthday was May 7th. So she felt very connected to this man. And in this moment, she was fully panicking. And at that point, she gathered up his bag, his shoes, his jacket, just everything because she's panicking. And the only thing in her mind was this belonged to somebody's father and she needs to get them his things. So she takes all of his things and starts running through the mountain. And now things are a mess because Gina is running and hyperventilating and crying. And Brandon is like 
uh, Gina, what, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what's happening? So they had kept their cool the entire time, but everything had finally cracked in that moment. But he chased after her and he finally caught her and he grabbed her and he told her to breathe and he hugged her. And, and it was just very important that they gathered themselves. And once they took a second, they start to hear another rush of water because these bitches love waterfalls. <laughs> so they start to look for another waterfall because, well, I guess why not, right? Try it out. Yeah. So they make their way around some more big trees closer to the sound of the water and they find the gorge that John had been talking about in his final words. And they were stuck on top of a huge waterfall like a sheer cliffside fully fucked mcgee like just okay <laughs> fully fucked mcgee so it's just they have to go find another way down or just nothing else no they couldn't go back up because it was too steep and they couldn't go down because it was a cliff mm. so they're stuck right where they are pretty much that sucks Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is how, their predicament how far is the cliff how far how, down how, yeah i don't know maybe like 150 200 feet that's pretty big yeah um gina said they knew that there was no way they'd be able to go back upstream because they had jumped down so many boulders and trees and to the left there was straight sheer rock walls and to the right was a gigantic bowl of a waterfall so nothing they could do it was so beautiful but so dangerous and they were so stuck they were losing it at this point because this man who was so prepared for everything couldn't get out and they weren't prepared for anything. And all they had were the clothes on their backs, a digital camera, and that's it. And now it was official. They couldn't even walk their way out. Did they have anything helpful in the backpack? They sure did. We will talk about that. But as they sat <laughs> on the top of this cliff, looking at the waterfall completely defeated, all Gina could do was cry as Brandon continued to look through John's bag. Wow. Wow. And inside, they found another sweater uh, that was going to keep Gina warm, uh, a pair of dry socks, and in a bunch of little bags, he found wooden matches that were still dry. Oh. That might be helpful. Yeah. So they were able to start making a fire. And as they sat there with their small fire, Gina hears what she thinks is a helicopter. And Brandon's like, nah, it's just the waterfall. But she's like, no, it's not. And then she sees it in the distance. So the two of them start jumping up and down and screaming and waving their arms. But it flies over the other side of the mountain and it doesn't see them. They didn't know if it was looking for them or if it was just another, you know, helicopter trafficking tourists or what. But... Either way, they may have just missed their only chance of rescue. That night, they rested separate from each other because this would be hard on any couple. But, you know, they're kind of strangers. So <laughs> they're just yeah straight up not having a good time. Get some space. You know? Yeah, no more feet sitting. Yeah, at least they had a fire so they could like kind of keep themselves warm. Yeah. That was when Gina said she started to lose her faith and let go of all hope of everything which sucks. Real low point for Gina. Not a great place to be. No. Uh, now we're going into day four, which is Tuesday morning. And they were the weakest they had been. And even standing from a crouched position was tough. The constant nights of no sleep paired with shivering and the days of walking and climbing, getting scrapes and bruised and not eating, being dehydrated, it had all really caught up with them. Their bodies just didn't have much more in them. 
Thankfully, they did have access to running water. And that morning, Brandon made his way down to another pool of water. And while he was down there filling up a cup and a bowl that he had, thanks to John, he discovered John's body down by the water. His body was face down half in the water and half on the land. And at that point, I'm sure he was mostly bone, but his clothes were still there and he didn't get a really good look at it and he didn't want to, but this was the last straw for for Brandon. Yeah, who can blame him? I mean, that would be the last straw for anyone. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, that's scarring. Yeah, also wouldn't be drinking that water. Well, no, he poured it out and he's like, that's enough of that. So instead of filling up the cup, he dumped out the water and decided that he wanted to set the entire place on fire because he had had enough. They only had a couple more matches and they didn't know how many more times they'd see a helicopter. So this was kind of their last shot. He made a small gathering of brush at the base of a tree and lit a match and set the brush on fire. And within 60 seconds, he said it lit up because Callie is dry, baby. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So from where Gina was, she sees a big fire start because this shit is lighting up the surrounding area very quickly, but she doesn't see Brandon. So she starts freaking out yet again. So she starts screaming his name and scanning and looking for him. And finally she sees his head running back up from the trees and the flames and he makes it back up to the rocks where she is. The sky was clear blue, not a cloud up there and the fire was thick and black. So good chance. Very nice. It burned for about 45 minutes and they they were like, they have to see this. They just waited as they watched the fire burn itself out and, and just started to smolder. The thoughts started to creep into their mind. What if it didn't work? That was their best and really only shot at this point. Their minds were racing because this really could have been it for them. But that's when, in the distance, they started to hear a helicopter approaching and they stood up and started screaming and waving their jackets and celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) I like this voice. Yeah. And they said they would have cried if they had tears, but they were too dehydrated at this point. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. And then Brian ghosted. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote that in. That's good. (laughs) Uh, No. He's like, I'm not ready for wilderness commitment. I'm sorry. (laughs) Could you imagine after fucking... (laughs) After all that. You're like, yeah, I'm I'm just not ready for a relationship. I'm sorry. That's like too serious for me. I sat on your feet. (laughs) I really only wanted a casual relationship and like, I just didn't want to survive with you yet. Yeah, no, Mm. it was too soon. (laughs) (laughs) No, they were hugging and kissing because they were finally going home and they were found about three to four miles from the tram station. A missing persons report had finally been filed late Monday morning because Gina's sister who works in the same office as her was alarmed when she didn't show up for work. And so she notified the police. And so they were thankfully out looking when the fire was started, which is huge. Amen. Shout out Gina's sister. Yeah. And if they didn't have that bag, they wouldn't have made it out. They are both so thankful to John Donovan because they wouldn't have made it out without those matches. Gina said, we feel great. We're thankful. We feel like we've been given a second chance. And they said that from... Oh, Brandon said that from the Palm Desert Hotel Room. They were examined at... No. Examined. They were examined 
not that. They were examined at the hospital and only had blisters and bruises. So they, they were okay, you know, just a little shaken up. Yeah, a little lack of food, a yeah, little not, lack of water. Right. John Donovan's remains were recovered three weeks later, and he was a Navy veteran and was buried with full military honor. Cool, yeah, and I was going to ask, like, did his did his family get closure from that, I hope? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon wants Donovan's relatives to know that his demise helped save them. He said, with tragedy comes rebirth. We have a real special thanks for that person. And Gina and Brandon stayed together for two years after everything, but then they did separate, so... Ah, uh, damn. Not everything has a happy ending. Yeah, but... you know, it wasn't meant to be, I'm yeah. sure. But uh, Gina Allen said it's tough reliving what happened to her, but she likes to tell people um, in case she can have a positive impact on someone else's life. And besides the spiritual the spiritual impacts it had on her life, she now carries Strike Anywhere matches with her everywhere she goes. <laughs> And yeah, her other advice to avoid getting stuck in a similar situation is to always tell three people where you are and just where you're going and stuff like that. So that's um, good advice. Yeah, it is. Especially Um, if you're going into the wilderness. Yeah. And honestly, the matches thing, like if you're a hiker or if you're going somewhere like that, like that's not a bad thing to put in your in your hiking gear. Yeah, there are worse things to have. Yeah, right. So I don't have a ton of information about like where they are today kind of thing because it was I, I couldn't really find much but um, sure. but yeah that's that's the story of uh, <laughs> Amen. Gina and like, Brandon they're broken up somewhere. yeah they, they broke up so. you didn't Facebook stalk them or MySpace stalk them I, I that would have been even more entertaining yeah Let's see if you can pull up their old profile is my state is MySpace even still no up like, could <laughs> can I go on MySpace right now or is it closed I down don't think so you don't think so no I'm gonna check. I am currently on myspace.com. For what? I don't know. Okay. I guess it's still going. Great. Congratulations, MySpace. Join MySpace, sign in. I don't know who's on it. Anyway. Yeah. It's still going. Fun. I, I wanted to do that one because uh, I feel like we had a lot of uh, heavy, heavy heavy hitters recently. And that one felt like it was a good change up, a little wilderness for you. Yeah, change of pace. Lightly. It was a light story. Yeah. Uh yeah, the last few have been uh, heavy, heavier. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, cool. thank you guys so much for listening. You have a good thing. I Actually, do. no, I'm gonna say it first because I don't okay. want you to steal my good thing. Uh-huh. My good thing is Sex Education season three because it is a perfect show and I love it. It is my favorite show. It's a great show. And I know he said that about Handmaid's Tale, but I mean it about Sex Education. If you haven't seen it, go run, run, run. to it. <laughs> totally different vibe. Oh my god. But a clear opposite. Still a good show. It is my favorite show. Yeah. A drama. Yeah, we ripped through it. Maybe what? a drama? I wouldn't con- What would you call it? A dramedy, maybe. Okay. It's I feel I like got it's, part most, of it, right? it's mostly funny. Okay. It's good. It's good. Go watch it. I mean, we ripped through it in like 4 days, right? Yeah, you could That's do it like quicker that. than that if you have the yeah. the determination. Yeah, if you're if you, <laughs> if you really know what you're doing. Uh, my good thing is that we finally got to go out on a Saturday night with you. Oh, yeah. Because you weren't working at night. Yeah. So that was really fun. We got to go out and be... Sit uh, on a patio. Yeah. Get be, some tacos. Yeah, just be out. Yeah. Yeah. Being a bartender is, you know, you don't get to be out on the weekends. Yeah, you just got to serve also, people. <laughs> also COVID. But, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. You know, we're, I mean, we're, we're safe about it. We were, we were outside on a patio. I swear. I promise. <laughs> but, um... 
yeah, that's cool. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to look at the pictures that we post about each of the stories we talk about, check us out on Instagram at nottoday underscore podcast. If you or anyone you know has a story that you would like to share with us, send it to nottodaypodcast at gmail.com. We have a TikTok that is not today podcast. We have a Twitter that is not today, not today podcast, but the T on the end of podcast is a three. Because that makes sense. Because that makes sense. And just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah.